Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, barbecuers of all ages, Cowboy Cav here welcoming you to the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Myron Mix and Smokers. Are you a caterer, a competitor, a barbecue enthusiast? Myron Mixon has the smoker for you. Check out all their styles at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And don't forget to tell them Mikey K sent you. Do you enjoy this podcast, our blogs? Well, join our growing community of friends over on Patreon and help support your favorite barbecue podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube page for lots of videos on different styles of barbecue, different recipes, and the entrepreneurship of barbecue. And now, Here's your host, Mikey K. What's up, guys? So we are hanging out with Titan Rotisseries today. Um, they are a new type of rotisserie. Obviously, they didn't reinvent the wheel in the sense, but they are a new redefined backyard rotisserie. So if you go to Titan Rotisseries, all one word, on Instagram, uh, you can find them there. They... Um, they will have some beautiful photos for you to follow and look at all that kind of fun stuff. So I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, and uh, we're going to chat some good barbecue and, and talk about your awesome new rotisserie. Sounds good. Thank you. So, man, what made you want to – like give us a little bit about yourself. So my name's Marco, you know, Morik. I grew up in Chicago. So my my parents are Croatian immigrants, right, came to America – and it's just so interesting. Obviously, you know, a lot of the folks can relate. Uh, some of the greatest memories that we had were kind of sitting around the barbecue and doing a full roast. So, you know, in, in the pit master world, you got the grillers, you got the smoke masters. Um, I, I love the, the roast master side of things. So I love doing full animal roasts, whether it's a, a goat, a lamb, a hog, you guys, um, you know, you guys can probably relate. So there's a lot of things going out there. Um, but just grew up in Chicago, um, you know, spending time with family and friends and, and just loving to cook, cook animals um, and, and eat and kind of have beers and have have things going on with family. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm originally from Chicago. So I'm actually out here in Phoenix, Arizona right now. So um, that's where this concept for these new Titan rotisseries kind of um, was created. But again, I've been thinking about <laughs> there's got to be a better way, right? Um, for years, you know, always doing these things with the family and friends. So that's kind of a little bit about me and kind of where I'm at right now with my wife and two boys out here in Phoenix, Arizona. So what made you want to create this? Like, obviously there was that little bit of a necessity, but what, what kind of <laughs> put you over the top where you were like, listen, there's got to be something different. Well, you know, with us, we used to get a piece of sheet, uh, a sheet metal, throw some charcoals down, get a little rotisserie, put the put the lamb on there, salt it up, um, and we just kind of sit around there. And yeah, it was great memories. But it's like, you know, we just made made it up. You know, with the wind blowing, we would have to put up drywall or or plywood just to you know keep the thing cooking right and getting the right temperature with the charcoals, and it was just a mess. So. It's just so funny. I've, I've even seen so many different um, rotisserie contraptions in people's backyard with images of people, you know, doing the old hand crank, um, you know, creating, 
cranks to, to spin the, the meat on the yep. history. So I've, I've basically seen it all. And it's just so funny to see the, like the different ways people make up these little makeshift rotisseries. And I was like, well, let me think about this. And what if there was a better way where, you know, um, we can create rotisseries, full animal rotisseries under your, under your outdoor kitchens or within a mobile barbecue unit. Um, or even if, you know, when people are building, you know, building walls, where can they drop their rotisserie in their stonework and, and have a beautiful rotisserie that's functional, that's easy and convenient and, and just a, has a place for it to do these, you know, weekly or monthly or, or, or some people, you know, every holiday, you know, throw something on there and, and roast it up. So that's kind of where it all started and really began. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely one of those things where um – People do like a, a lot of a lot of people will do whole lamb for yep. Easter, um, and then you know whole pigs and stuff like that. And it, it, it's very common. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's it's very popular, and you know smoking you know smoking meat became really popular. But you know still, there's so many people you know that do rotisseries and love to throw. Um, you know, turkeys on, throw prime rib on a rotisserie. And, and what you get out of it is that caramelization that is, you know, is is hard to beat. And and it's just just a, brings a whole different level of taste when you're doing a, a different way of cooking. So, um, you know, that's been passed down for generations, you know, not to, you know, not to say anything there, but that that's always been passed down and people are still passing that, um, passing that down to their children. And, of and I just... And I just love the idea of, you know, just creating something that's that's just functional and, and beautiful. So I created I w- what we did was create a, a U.S. provisional patent or, or, a, or a patent right now. Yep. Um, and it's on how the rotisserie actually operates. So um, when you look at an outdoor kitchen, you have that countertop. And if you put a rotisserie below there, you, you'd almost think it's impossible. How could you f- even fit a rotisserie under an outdoor kitchen or even in that empty space, right? There's, the, there's always that empty space in uh, below barbecue grills or smokers. You know, you have the legs and the wheels, but there's always that empty space. And I thought we can utilize that. Um, so I got together with uh, this master fabricator. He's my lead. He's, he's our lead fabricator for Titan Rotisseries. He's kind of the uh, the brains of it as well to help us create this rotisserie, and we created these um, basically we created these uh, arms on the rotisserie where they're actually able to pivot from inside the chamber and then pivot out of the chamber. Um, so if you have a full animal or you know let's say five chickens on a rotisserie spit, it, it sits inside that chamber, but with the pivot arms, it's able to actually pivot out so you're you're not really killing your you know breaking your back bending over it's really easy and convenient to take the chickens out or glaze it or or you know glaze the meat that you're cooking so it's really convenient um to get it in that low spot with the 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 patent that we created so now let me ask you this question um sure what is the weight constrictions if you can share that so um, it's not that heavy. What's great is you know. No, I mean, di- I mean, I mean, what's the weight constrictions of what can it actually hold? Oh, so with our yeah, great question. So with our rotisseries, um, you know, depending on the 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 one we're creating right now, um, it can hold about a eighty five pound 
um, animal or meat. Um, we also have the deluxe, which where we can beef up the rotisserie motor, where you can put a hundred pound, um, you know, hog I mean, or that's goat. a that's a lot <laughs> for for a backyard unit. That that that's a lot of food. Yes, you know what I mean. You're not <laughs> you're not cooking the fa- you're not you're not feeding the family with that one. You're you're feeding a little bit more, or you're not feeding just that's, the family, yeah. right? There's those people out there that love throwing big parties, and and the beautiful thing is. Um, I love that. I love when, you know, 10, 20, 30 people get in the backyard and they're having fun and it's all right there. The traction's right there. The thing's roasting. Um, the really cool thing is, and, and I, I don't know if you like this or the, your, your, your folks would love this, but we have two products, right? We have the rotisseries, but we also created these mobile barbecue islands. So our mobile barbecue islands come with that rotisserie below and we have an open cutout on the top. So you can drop in a charcoal grill on top. You can drop in a, a perilla or the Argentinian style grill on top. You can even probably fit a smoker in there because we can custom, we can basically custom make the top opening for whatever you want on top. So if you're roasting a lamb below or or whatever below, um, the beautiful thing is you can do steaks up top. You can do chickens on top and just you know, do multiple things at once in that, in that concept. How many damn people are you trying to feed there, bud? <laughs> the, the world. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, that's a lot of food. No, which is fantastic. Being able to have that capacity is just right. awesome. You know what I mean? That that's, that's very, that's very much awesome. Yeah. So, you know, the backyard, this would be for the backyard, but um, I, I just love to see what's really out there for um, caterers, doing catering at big parties or, you know, tailgaters throwing something like this on a trailer. It's just so exciting to see where this can go, especially to get it out there. It's, it it's also definitely puts together a show. You know what I mean? Like there's a show in that, like, I, you know what I mean? Like people like seeing shows and <laughs> that, no, no, but it's true. Like you put a Very whole, true, yeah. you put a whole animal on a spit and it starts spinning and it starts getting, you know, that beautiful color that that starts to give and it's basting itself and it's kind of rolling and, yep. the, you know, the, the drippings are hit, hitting the, you know, hitting the coal and it's, you know. My, my drooling, yeah, I'm drooling now because of that, yep. It, it's coming up, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a show. And and for somebody, for for a caterer like, my, like me, I do catering and stuff like that, um, if you look at it, it's like – <laughs> it, it, it draws people in if somebody wants something like that we get asked all the time if we'll cook whole hog and the answer is yes we'll cook whole hog um and and they're like you know we'll cook it on site and everyone's like awesome blah blah blah, blah. now from a financial standpoint is whole hog the best bang for your buck no it's not um right. not by any means is it the best bang for your buck uh, what are you b- better off doing? You're better off doing a bunch of pork shoulders. You're going to get the same kind of, pull, you know what I mean? You're going to get pulled meat out of it. Um, and, and it's most people, most people, I'm not saying most barbecue people, but I'm saying your average client can't tell the difference in, pull, in, in the, in the, in the meat. True. True. They're not yeah. going to be like, Oh my God, this totally came. Like I can taste the belly and I can taste you know, this, this, and this all put together. Like, no, you're just not going to. Right. And, but, but the show, 
Now the show aspect of it, now that's a different game. <laughs> that's a game changer. So yeah, those mobile, the mobile barbecue islands, um, they're, they're two doors that have glass panels in them. So yes, you can see right in there, see whatever's spinning. Um, even if you did five, you know, depending on the accessories, you can probably fit 10 pork shoulders on there and have that bad boy spinning and they're all just getting caramelized. So a lot of cool things there. But then again, you can grill on top too. If you had a, if you had a, a perilla on top, you're doing steaks up there, you're cranking that grate and that's moving up and down. So there's a, it's a big showpiece. But again, obviously the food is number one and that's, that's not always number one, the food. But now the secondary thing could be the, 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 basically the show of that and how it's being cooked well i mean i think i think the show that that's part of the show right is the meat it, it is the star and then <laughs> you're yeah. you're you're creating that beautiful stage because it doesn't matter how amazing you know sometimes it doesn't matter how amazing the star is if the stage is ugly it, it ain't gonna sell <laughs> um you know point. what i mean uh so having this beautiful kind of like i said showpiece it goes a long way and you can charge a little bit more to your clients. Right. Right. And, and yeah, I, I really appreciate that. That's, that's, that's some really good points. And, and again, Mikey, you know, I wanted to thank you to, to have me on and have Titan Rotisseries on this show. It's just incredible. Um, you know, even reaching out to, to have us showcase this and we're excited to get to launch these. We're excited to get these out. Um, it's it, they're just beautiful works of art that we that we're creating out of aluminum, you know, you know, metal fabricated laser cut, um, just beautiful mobile barbecue, barbecue islands as well as rotisseries. So yeah, we're just excited to to get them out there. Um, so now I, I want to go. I want to dive into this rabbit hole, if if you will, for me. Um, sure. What were some of the from first from first prototype to where you're at now, where you're ready to launch? Um, what were some of the struggles that you faced? Cause there's always struggles and those are always like entrepreneurially. I'm always interested in those. Those are always something that I think is really, really cool to talk about. Yeah, definitely. So, um, g great question. So from the start, you know, I've had this idea for about five years and it was, um, obviously just recently that I was like, you know, I just got to go with it as an entrepreneur. And, and really I have like an in, inventor mindset. That's kind of just, I'm kind of scatterbrained. I was like, I just got to do this. So, you know, mustered up some money, got some things together and found the right resource and the people around me. And we created the CAD drawings. We must've done, um, 20 different, um, renderings in the CAD drawing alone. And then, you know, I submitted, you know, obviously the provisional patent and want to want to protect this um, in this mechanical moving um, arms for the rotisserie. So we did that um, and really just went for it. And then from the prototype um, to where it is now, we've learned so many different things, especially with the weight. Right. Should we do steel versus aluminum tubing on the framing? You know, a lot of people do um, a, a lot of the outdoor kitchens. They do stonework, um, uh, sheet metal and this. I wanted to go the route of kind of all metal and fabricated and, and, and welding, bring all that stuff together for the backyard. So we went with aluminum. Now we're, we're going to be going with aluminum instead of steel framing. Um, we're still doing sheet metal on the outside that's powder coated to whatever um, color you guys would love. Um, so you get that choice on, on what you're 
barbecue island wants to look like we got the glass doors we're adding you know a, fle- a few plugs here for usb so if people want to um control the temperature with you know usp usb devices and things of that nature probably adding some lights so you know it's just so interesting to see it kind of evolve and we're always kind of evolving and trying to get better and trying to you know perfect these mobile barbecue islands and uh, rotisseries for 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 the folks that just love love cooking and cooking more <laughs> i i mean i i love that and I, I love what you guys are doing and i think that's one of the things that people like don't think about is they imat- ugh, automatically assume they're like oh well you just had this idea and then you just created it and it's like yeah i had this idea and i created it but there was 25 trial and errors right, exactly. that went into this thing because we didn't know if it was, you know, you know, the first one, I'm sure it's changed a little bit, right? Since the first one. Yes. Yes, it definitely has. And the, the, the amount of renditions I went through in my head, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a visual person, so I can visualize everything in my head and then doing it on the CAD drawings, we must've had 20 different versions and then the prototype and now the other things that we're tweaking. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a great idea. You have an idea, but always you like you're saying, Mike, you always got to know that it takes more. It's not just an idea. It keeps changing and turning and as long as you guys are always moving forward with whatever dream you have, just keep going and other dreams will um manifest in a sense. And that's kind of what's happening. What would you say was one of the one of one of your hardest things to get past? Um so like, so was there anything that you were like, listen, yes. like, I don't know how we're going to do, like, I just don't know how we're going to get past this one. Yes. So um, the provisional patent that I submitted and, and is on the, the mechanics of the, the pivot arms and how the rotisserie can actually pivot out of the rotisserie chamber. Yep. I've, had, I've, I've thought of every single which way it might work. And, you know, I did trial and error and, and, and like, oh, this is too heavy. It's not going to work. It's not, it's not going to slide out. It's going to be really difficult for people to take a whole chunk of meat off. Uh, it's not convenient. It's not easy. And, and I went through so many different ways and then finally came to um, the way it is created now. And it's basically now just effortless. You pull a handle. There's two levers on um, you have the when, when you look at a rotisserie, there's the motor side. Um, leg and then there's the the other side which holds the other side of the rotisserie and basically there's a handle on each side and just uh, literally uh, uh, my son can grab the handle and simply pull the rotisserie out and it just sits out of the chamber perfectly and um, you know that probably was the hardest part how to create that so it's effortless it's easy and really convenient to um, take this pull this rotisserie out of its chamber and, and then take it off. So just, uh, just the night, nice, light, easy, make your life easy, huh? Exactly. And, and as you know, you know, doing, doing these big hogs or lambs or goats or, or whatever chickens, it's, you know, in the backyard, it's difficult. And you, you've seen so many different things and it's not easy. It seems like a daunting task to, you know, cook for three hours slow cook it, slow roast it. Um, I, we've truly made it a lot easier to where you actually want to do a rotisserie now because it's not going to take up your whole day. It's, you know, it's not going to be this. 
You know what I've always struggled with? Dreadful task. <laughs> what I've always struggled with with road histories is usually the motor's never strong enough. Right. That is a big struggle. And, it, and yes, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, no, my motor's fine. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. I haven't had the best rotisseries, so I've struggled with that. And I've also struggled with some of the some of the, the animals slipping on it. You yep. know what I mean? And another it, thing. Yeah. It not, you know, clamping quite as well in. Right. And that's that's kind of a challenge with the rotisseries. And I, I hear what you're saying there. You, you, you just always want the right prongs to kind yeah. of you know, secure it. And then, you know, different clamps that go through maybe the spine or anything like that and bolt yep. it down. Yep. So a lot of different things there, but I, I, I totally understand even, even tying up chickens. If you did chickens or turkeys or ducks, um, they can let loose and start spinning. And then, um, it, you'll have a lot of problems because you're trying to put your hand under there. You're getting burnt by charcoals. Yeah. It's so uh, much fun. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really exciting. Um, <laughs> the other thing um, I don't know if I touched on this, Mikey. The other thing is um, when you do pull out the rotisserie on that pivot, it sits outside the ch- outside the chamber, and it's actually really easy to access the food that you're cooking where you don't have to burn your hands. So in the event of, let's something say. happening. Yeah, let's say in the event of something happening, you can just pull the lever out, the things out. The coals aren't burning you because they're in the chamber, but the 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 rotisserie's out, and you can have it keep spinning. You can stop the motor and and fix what you need to fix, and it's it's just a lot more convenient. So now with it it being a little bit more enclosed, because that's what I'm kind of envisioning, is is it being a lot more enclosed and and looking you know, kind of being away from the elements. I want to say I'll use that uh-huh. term. Yep. Does it cook faster? Are we cooking at a higher heat? Because yes. Of that? Yes. The beauty about um, um, you know a good chamber is it's walled off, so you want to make sure that you get some air, but not so much wind where it's blowing the hot air away from the rotisserie and the meat. So um, you know th- this you can you can you can cook it with the doors closed, and you get just enough air to keep it going. You can cook um, something on the rotisserie with the doors wide open. Um, it's still walled off in a good chamber. Um, so it's, it's still really good in that sense. It's not like it's in open air where the wind's just taking all your heat away and it's going to take you five hours to cook something that might take three, um, or, you know, four hours when it should take an hour and a half. Which I mean is is saving you fuel, saving you time, saving you fuel money. Exactly. And then my dad, you know, go get the plywood, go get the drywall. We got to block the wind. You know, it's like <laughs> my uncles would be screaming, oh, we, we got to figure this out. You know, when we're cooking something, you don't want to waste all that food and all that money. We got to we got to fix this. Get the plywood, cover the wind and the wind, wind's picking up. So all these funny stories that we had back in the day. Uh, it's just so funny that hopefully we solve them moving forward. You know, thanks to my dad and my uncles. And <laughs> well, I mean. It's it's a very it's it's a very common thing where it's like a lot of you know older school rotisseries they really didn't have any of that stuff it 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 was kind of block it off with cinder blocks or with exactly. whatever you kind of had just to hold that in right and if Hopefully it worked this... it worked if it didn't yeah yeah we're excited to get these out and and get these out to the world that they'll last for for years to come and you can pass them down to your families as well. Yeah. I mean that, that's, uh, 
that's an important thing, right? Yep. So, um, I guess my next question is what, can you tell us what they're going to be retailing at? Oof, a lot. Okay. More than we want to pay. No, I'm just kidding. They won't, <laughs> they won't be too bad. Um, a few thousand bucks, but you know, when it comes to, when it comes to rarity and things that, um, no one's ever seen before. You know, this is not just me blowing smoke up everyone here and telling you, no, this is something new you've never seen. And it's probably something that, ever, that everyone's ever you know seen before, but uh, no one has actually seen something like these. And, and we're kind of excited about how rare they are. And we're kind of in an open market, brand new market. Um, so, but they're not going to be extremely, you know, um, expensive. Okay. That's fantastic. And, and um, that's important to know. And then shipping, uh, shipping so I can, we can, we can put them on freight and, okay. um, you know, just like things that go on eBay, you, you put it on a freight and the, the truck drops it off in any state you want. So we, we are going to be set for uh, nationwide, um, shipping. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cause I know like shipping is always one of those, uh, crazy questions. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough question, but when you, when you get into something this big too. Yep. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it, it it becomes one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, that's going to cost more than $5 to ship. And <laughs> I can't get it on Amazon two-day shipping? <laughs> I mean, you can. It's just going to cost a lot. It's going to be a lo- much different in price. Uh, right? That's, like, <laughs> right? That's one of the hard things is like, you know, I've had pits shipped to me, and, and they're, they're expensive. They're expensive to get shipped. And um, the hard thing is that a lot of people don't think about is when when you do have freight shipping basically it's one company that that ships it and then and then another company takes over in your local area that is willing to go into residential if you if you're shipping to a residential if you're shipping to a commercial it's usually just one one right. freight company that will actually drop off to a commercial but right. it becomes it becomes like residential shipping it, it becomes a little tricky yes so what uh, with with kind of everything you guys got going? Where where are they being made? Are they being made here in the U.S.? Do you guys have to outsource that? Or yeah, the the great thing is is they are American made here, uh, okay. built, built fabricated, um, you know, and, and really just designed here in Phoenix, Arizona, with um, our lead uh, fabricator Todd White. Uh, I definitely want to mention his name just because he's just a master at what he does with the metalwork and the welding and and all that when it comes to the assembly of these things. And um, even on the design, he designed a lot of this as well. So kudos to him. But, yeah, they're American-made here in the U.S. of A. That is awesome. That is fantastic. Um, I think that's that's really cool. You're making something here. People, you know, you're creating jobs. Not only, you know, you're – you're you're doing you're doing the the entrepreneurial thing, right? Yep. Definitely. Try to So try what to what brought stuff. you besides I mean you you talk about your father, you say he brought you a lot into cooking. Was that kind of really what started that passion? Yeah, well, it's just so funny. You look at, you know, at a, at Americans, right? You got Americans that love cooking hogs. You got the Greeks, the Croatians, the Serbs, the Nigerians. They're all cooking these different meals. And it's like I just we just grew up, you know, doing hogs or lambs um, and, and just being taught the proper way, 
you know, from my dad and my uncle and even my friends as well, how to tie it up right, how to salt it just right. You can't oversalt it. You can't undersalt it because it's going to come out bad. Um, but just really the passion came from just kind of, you know, what was passed down as well and, and doing a lamb a specific way, doing, you know, other meats a specific way. That's kind of where it all kind of started. But, you know, just American Croatian um, kind of tradition that I, I love to carry on and want to teach my sons, you know, this is the this is how I was taught how to tie up a lamb, you know, just salt. That's kind of how I do it. Tie up the stomach with the shanks. Um, there's a proper way that I like to do it. But again, there's really no wrong way because you got Greeks that love salting it up, throwing rosemary on it, doing different things, right? No, no wrong uh, wrong way to do it in a sense. But that's kind of where I was coming from and just want to pass that down. And, and it, it is one of those things where um, there's really no wrong way to do it unless it tastes bad, right? Um, <laughs> and if it tastes bad, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> True. So, uh, I, I, man, I, I think it's, I think it's a super cool invention. Not, it, it's not really an invention. I shouldn't say it. I think it's a, it's going to be a super cool product, um, in the sense that it, it, you didn't reinvent the wheel because it, it's still a rotisserie at the end of the day, but you definitely, you definitely made it. You, you, I think you brought it, you updated it and you brought it into a little bit more accessible, Right, because mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people freak out too nowadays. It's like, well, what, what are my neighbors gonna think? Um, not everyone's like insane like me, who's like, dude, I'm gonna do an iron cross pig in my backyard, and whatever <laughs> my neighbors think, my neighbors think, um, and they they all think I'm insane because um, I just I cook a bunch of stuff, and they're like, dude, what like what what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I'd go the opposite route. Food doesn't come from the store. It comes from animals or, or <laughs> crops. Yeah. You know, it's like sometimes it's like good to kind of understand where food comes from, even, you know, from from getting it, getting the meat, getting the food and then, you know, putting it and cooking it and doing it right um, versus, oh, my, my food comes from a store. But yeah, that's the yeah. end of the line. I don't know where else it comes from. So it's like I kind of like that route. <laughs> but yeah, but you know what I mean? It's always like those people that are like. You know, they kind of look at you and they're like, okay, that's the crazy person that uh, <laughs> that's willing to do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we do whole hogs. Oh. We do all that kind of fun stuff. And it's like, you, you're you doing what? You, you're you doing whole hog? Like, seriously? Come on over. Hey, come on yeah. over. And that's where you just invite them. And then they taste it. They're Then they're blown away. They're like, oh, my God. Okay. We're coming here. I mean, we've had so many neighbors that literally smelled what we were cooking and would come by and be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And we're offering plates to people. So we're <laughs> – Oh, yeah. It's always it's always a community thing, and that's one of the things that I always bring up is like, um, you know, you want to come over? Awesome. Fantastic. Come on over. <laughs> if you see us cooking, free. just come over. And yep. everyone's always like, I'm going to – you know, I'll – I'm going to take you up on that. And I'm like, you never do. <laughs> I haven't had it happen yet. Where you <laughs> just awesome. showed up where it like my, you know, we used to live in the city and we, we, uh, uh we had this kind of, um, we, we, we had a front yard, right? A front courtyard. And that's yep. where I did all my cooking. And I mean, I don't know how many times, it would be, you know, I'd be cooking and one of my neighbors would come home and be like, 
do you still have room on your grill? And I'm like, <laughs> yep, still got room on the egg. And they're like, perfect, I'll be right back. And they'd run upstairs and grab something and come downstairs. And um, awesome. You know what I mean? They'd, they'd, come, yep. they'd, they'd come back down and they'd hang out. And they'd be like, do you have beer? Do you need this? Do you need anything from, you know, do you need anything? And it's like, no, I'm good. Um, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. You know what yeah, I mean? That's, that's how it forms. I mean, yeah, we've seen those scenarios where one comes by, two, three, next thing you know, friends are coming over. It's like uh, 10, 15 people around a barbecue and, you know, we're all just hanging out for the night. But that's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's beautiful to me. It really is. I agree. So, like, that's that's what I foresee being, you know, the best part of it. And it's like, you know, like, here we go. (laughs) Yep. Like, this is going to be perfect. Let's go, you know, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And this is this is the fun, this is the fun, beautiful, you know, barbecue, and it's this, it's that, and and people enjoy it, and mm-hmm. I and I and I love every minute of it, and I love sharing that passion with people. So now, when you you got you said you were doing two different sizes, and I kind of want to go back to that for just a second. Um, you're going to do kind of like the backyard size, and then more of. I'm going to call it the pro size, in, in the sense of like more your competition cookers, um, more your your tailgaters, your um, your caterers, and stuff like that. Uh, what what is the size difference on those two units? Great question. So so basically, we have um, we have a rotisserie. The chamber is about let's just say sixty inches wide by 30 inches just about tall and then 30 inches deep um, which would be our standard one with with a rotisserie motor at 85 pounds Um, and that can do everything you basically possibly need now there are those heavy hitters that love to do the the big hogs or the big lambs and those are pushing you know 100 pounds we can then do a custom build where we just blow out the chamber and the the pivot arms and uh, beef up the rotisserie to where we have now the deluxe size. So if you look at the rotisserie, you you have our standard rotisseries, which are about that size, and then we can go deluxe, which is just a little bit bigger, but beefier, and and you can uh, spin more. Um, Same thing, right? Same thing with the mobile barbecue islands. We have our flagship mobile barbecue islands, which come just just about in one size. Um, And then if, if someone wanted a bigger deluxe, mobile barbecue island we can custom build that and and put that bigger motor on there and open up the um the mobile barbecue island just a little bit wider um the opening and on the top of those islands are still custom to whatever people want to put in there um so that's still up to them so there's so many like for example um, i obviously have one so me and my dad have uh the mobile barbecue island in our backyard we have a red one. It's power coated cherry red um, with the rotisserie below. And then on top, we have a 32 inch barbecue um, insert that we just dropped in. Okay. And, and it really comes down to what people want because I'm not, I'm not here to take away anything of what's out there, right? There's all these beautiful grills, charcoal grills, 
Perillas, smokers, um, those can all kind of, or even pizza makers, right? If someone had a pizza maker and they wanted a new home for it, they can drop it in the top uh, of these mobile barbecue islands. So you can have a kind of like a two in one. Okay. So, which once again makes it a beautiful talking point and a just, I mean, I, I think it just becomes this piece, you know what I mean? It, it becomes a, uh, it, it becomes a vocal point. And that's what, that's what I, that's what I think people, you know, it'll be, oh, well, let's go over there and let's do this. You know what I mean? Or why don't, why doesn't, why don't people, why don't you come over and we're going to hang out and we're going to, you know, we're going to do two or three chickens because yep. you don't have to do a whole hog or you don't have to do a whole lamb. Uh, you could do a couple chickens and I mean, rotisserie chicken over an open flame is fantastic. Yep. And really having that showpiece, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, Mikey, kind of having that showpiece that, that can really do it all. Um, the other thing I didn't mention is even if you don't want to use the rotisserie, um, we have, uh, we have the independent charcoal tray and like an independent, uh, grease tray. You can take those out and you can, um, you can basically do, uh, Dutch ovens. You can probably fit like four to five Dutch ovens in that in that housing right there. So that's just another spot to do your Dutch ovens. I know those are really popular right now and, and just really cool. Um, just a, another place to do that versus doing a Dutch oven um, kind of out in the open. You, you get it more confined, controlled um, for the cooking there. You just kind of have that little bit, make your life a little bit easier. Absolutely. Yes, that's my goal. Make life a little bit easier and more enjoyable for folks in the backyard. So now, obviously, this is still a very new company, kind of going a very, very new route and all that stuff. Is your main goal going to be going direct to consumer or are you guys going to want to get into barbecue stores and stuff like that? Um, that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, just because these are kind of custom made um, and they will be manufactured, but they're still kind of custom. So, um, you know, the best, the best way to go about it is we definitely want to do custom builds for folks, but you know, with the provisional patent that we submitted, you know, I'd love to see other brands maybe want to pick it up or um, other, other brands other than Titan rotisseries that want to, um, you know, sell them as well and, and create these, um, as well. And if they get them into retail stores, that's fine as well. Um, for Titan rotisseries, again, not sure where it's going to go, right? It's, it's really up to the folks that, that love that. Um, but I don't mind getting Titan rotisseries, you know, showcased at the retail stores. Um, but also do custom builds for folks and okay. ship it to them. So, so you're going to go about, you want to, you're kind of up in the air on it, huh? In a sense. Yeah. In a, in a sense, I, I definitely want to do both um, in that sense because when it, it when it's at the retail, if it's at the retail store, you know, the top with the mobile barbecue island, you might have a top cutout of 32 inches and, um, and it's only for like a cal flame or a blaze charcoal grill, right? So it yeah. all depends. It's still a little custom in that sense. So it's not fully, not, not as customizable. Yeah, right. when it I mean, comes you're... when it comes yeah exactly when it comes to the rotisserie chamber itself, let's say we put the uh, the mar uh, the barbecue islands to the side. Let's just say we were selling the rotisserie chambers. You know the, that can definitely work in the retail stores. 
um, just because there's architects and contractors and maybe, you know, customers that want to want the rotisserie put under their outdoor kitchen, or maybe they're doing construction in the backyard and they want that just that rotisserie chamber slotted in, inserted into their wall with stonework around it. You know, it really depends on what people are building and how they're building out their backyards as well. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know if that answers your question. I, I mean, there's no wrong answers on this podcast, which is that's the fantastic thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, it's one of those things where we just ask questions and we chat and, and we go about it. And I think, I think you, what you guys are doing is awesome. I think you're, you're bringing rotisserie. I think you're going to kind of be bringing rotisseries um, back in a sense of, not many people – I don't think they're very readily available for whole animals or not many people right. are – are um, they don't see them as readily available. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you guys are bringing, bringing something, something that hasn't been around – like it's been around for ages. Don't get me wrong. But just, you know, you're, bring, you're bringing something that's going to make it kind of cool. Yep, a new ch- a new challenge for the folks. You, you got grill masters, you got smoke masters. Smoking is huge, obviously, um, but looking for a new challenge, roast masters. See who's who's out there that can master that. That can ro- that can roast a whole hog. I mean, roast the whole hog, or just roasting in general, because it's not easy and it's it's very difficult to roast properly. That is true. Roasting it it is an art in itself. It is just like smoking or cooking. Um, yep. It, it's one of those things where you really got to make sure that you're basting properly um, and you're getting the coals doing, right. Yep. And you're not over, you're not overheating. Right. Um, what, are, what, since you've been doing it for years, what are some tips you could give people that would, that, you know, are interested in starting, starting to get into that? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So what I've learned over my years from, you know, uncles and my dad and even my best friends where we would do it, um, it really comes down to, um, well, let's start with if you got a hog or if you got a lamb, right? You want to let it sit in your tub maybe on ice for about 24 hours. And you want to kind of position it so um, it's it's kind of spread out so it jumps on the rotisserie a little bit easier. Um, and that after 24 hours that day when you're about to – when you're going to when you're gonna cook something that big – you want to do all your preparation, your salting, you want to salt it right or what other seasonings you're going to put on it. And you just want to make sure it's tied up properly so it's not moving. It's in the right position on the spit. Everything's clamped down and all that, right? Um, but at this at this point, when it's actually um, ready to go, you want to then get your charcoals. So one tip would be, you know, make sure, you know, your charcoals are properly uh, going, you know, they're cooking for 30, 45 minutes, however, how have you, um, and your charcoals are ready. It's nice and hot. Then you throw the rotisserie on. Um, and when it comes to, when it comes to doing a, let's say a 30 to 40 pound hog or lamb, I think it takes about, I would say three and a half hours to do it just right. Maybe sometimes four hours, right? But let's just say three and a half hours. I would say the first half, you want to make sure you're slow cooking it. Your, your heat's not too high right out the gate. Um, high heat, it, it will kill it really quickly. It gets dried out. Uh, I, you know, what I've learned, dried out way too fast, and it's, it's getting crispy. It's starting to rip. It's tearing. Um, I would 
recommend, I guess, um, you know, slow cooking it for a good two hours. And then the last half, that's where you can kind of do some more basting. You can kind of turn up the heat and really get that caramelization um, just before you pull it off. Yeah, I mean that those are very important uh, tips that you're given there. Uh, mainly because if you if you're cooking a whole animal like that, and you overcook the skin, it's kind of guys think of it as cooking like a steak, um, or cooking a pork shoulder. This is actually probably better. Uh, cooking a pork shoulder and basically searing the outside of that pork shoulder, and then trying to slow cook it, it's going to the outside is going to become very, very tough. And yes, bark is great, but this is going to become like unedible bark. <laughs> yeah. 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 When you, when you slow cook it, get that internal temperature going really good for about two hours. When you, when you flip it, the flip the heat up on the last half of it, you get that caramelization. I mean, with bread, you dip, you know, it's just mouthwatering with the yep. skin and the meat and it's just juicy. It's just, um, you know, stringy a little bit, caramelized. It's just on a whole nother level. Um, so definitely, I agree with you there, Mikey. Man, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue, chatting rotisserie. Um, so I like to end the podcast with this kind of interesting thing. If you could give somebody, and I'm, I'm going to go entrepreneurial here, if you could give somebody three entrepreneurial tips for um, kind of like, from everything that you learned from starting this, if you had to go back, what are three things you would have done differently? Three things I would have done differently. Hmm, yep. That's a tough one. <laughs> um, I would probably say, you know, there's, there's positive things, there's negative things. I would always say, you know, still, you know, kind of brush off the negative folks in your life because no matter what invention you have or are passionate about, there's going to be people all around you that say you're an idiot. Don't do it. It's a waste of it's a waste of time and life. Um, and that and it's just so funny when the most successful businesses have been started on just doing what their passion was. So, you know, kind of filter that out properly. Um, create. I would say create a questionnaire of, you know, maybe pros and cons of of your concept. The the in a sense of the things that work, maybe the things that don't work, um, get more people. And I would say get more people involved on your uh, critiquing of of your concept, of your idea, not people that just say throw it out. We're talking about people that are critiquing it in a good way. That saying, are giving you real feedback. Hey, this yeah, is real a- feedback. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very important. I think the, the there's too many people that'll tell you like, oh, well, this is just garbage. Don't do it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 it's not. Maybe I'm two tweaks away from it being perfect. Right. And you might and just getting getting it um, in front of more people in a sense that could be trusted, I guess, with whatever idea you have. You just might get those two tweaks out of that. And, and that's that's it. You can take that and, and run with it. Man, that's awesome. I, once again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue. If you can do me a favor and tell everyone where they can find you on the internet and where they can find Titan's uh, rotisseries. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Titan Rotisseries. Um, also on our website, TitanRotisseries.com. And again, um, thank you all for um, you know, bringing me on, Mikey. Thank you so much, and all the folks at Man Meat Barbecue. You guys are incredible, and 
looking forward to some good cookouts. Cool, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mikey.